Welcome to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast, presented by Zenium HR. I'm your host, Brandon Laws. Whether you're an HR professional or a small business leader, each episode of this podcast is designed to bring you the latest in technical HR and leadership at your convenience. More content is available on our website at www.zeniumhr.com. Let's dive into today's topic. Welcome to the HR for Small Business Podcast. This is your host, Brandon Laws. I'm with Jason Nazar. He is the co-founder and CEO of Comparably. Beautifully written on the website, their, their mission is to provide the most accurate and comprehensive compensation and culture data to understand employees' true value and the needs to make work better. Jason, it's great to have you. Thanks, Brandon. So I wanted to structure our conversation today on pay transparency because we, we hear this, uh, at least I'm hearing it uh, on the HR side quite a bit. Should we be transparent? Should we not be transparent? But Jason, I want to get your opinion. Do you, th- do you believe that employers at this moment and just kind of a general landscape, are employers transparent about how employees are actually paid? I think employers are becoming increasingly transparent because I think they're understanding that it builds more ownership with the company. And so transparency is not just around salary, but culture and decision-making and thought process. Uh, and I think especially tech companies are, are becoming a lot more transparent. I ran across a TED Talk not too long ago, but it might have been recorded a few years ago, actually. It's by David Burkus. I'm sure you're familiar with it. I loved it. And he basically suggested that you should know what your coworkers get paid because he, he believes that if people don't really understand how people are being paid and what goes into you know market value of, of a particular position, that employers end up holding all the information. And so only people who are really good negotiators will eventually get paid better. What do you think about that uh, sentiment that he kind of brings up in that TED Talk? Well, I definitely agree with it. And that's one of the the main things that Comparably does to help employees. You know, there's three main things that Comparably does. The first is that we help people understand what their market value is, so how much they should be getting paid. The second is that we give them a transparent look into companies so they can see how those employees are rating all different facets of an organization. And the third is we help you get matched with great companies and find great careers. And to your first point, you know, we don't necessarily say, hey, we're going to tell you what the specific person at your company makes. But what we do is we say, we're going to make sure that you understand what market is for your position and your market for people working in companies just like yours and for people with a similar amount of experience and background. And and we believe that helps a lot of folks. So it sounds like your your tool comparably is employee driven. So they're maybe entering their data in, they get to see what similar positions are making, and maybe even people in the same company. How how do employers use that data as well, assuming that employers actually get access to the same information? How does that all work? We have a platform that for employees monitors the job market around comp, culture, and career matching. But then we have an entire set of employer tools that are still free, and we have thousands of employers that are using these and it gives them access to the similar tools for employers so employers get access to all of our compensation data because believe it or not or not a lot of times employers don't have access to accurate compensation data and they're guessing just like employees like they're trying to understand the market we give them advanced culture analytics on how their company compares to their competitors and we give them candidates that want to work at their company and so we have solutions both for employees and employers on the platform when i think about myself personally 
And would I or would I not like transparency? Would I like to know what other people make, especially like executives at a certain level? And a lot of people might think, hey, it's maybe information I don't need to know. Maybe I'd be jealous. But for me, I sort of look at it and I'm like, I would love to know what people at top level are making because it might actually incent me to work even harder, set bigger goals and know what's actually expected of me. Do you feel like most people, when we're, when we're talking about transparency and what it could actually do to a culture, do you, do you feel like that's sort of what's happening you're getting more productivity more people are setting goals and and sort of getting to that next level i think that may be part of it brandon i think a bigger part is that nobody should not understand what their full market value is and that doesn't necessarily mean you're always going to get paid above it you know and you can make a choice of the trade-offs but you know i think you have a more engaged active team base when they understand what their compensation should be and when they understand what it's really like to work at a company and what it's like to work at other companies and so you know my belief is that transparency helps both employees and employers because it creates more ownership around, among everybody it creates more accountability and a little bit to your point i think you know people understand you know, what they could be striving for. And so a lot of times it does bring out that drive to do even more. Do you have a couple of examples of workplaces that are doing this very well? And maybe a, a couple of your clients that they've built a transparency around compensation and, and has impacted their culture in such a positive way? I mean, I think you see this around a, a lot of companies in Southern California. So, we, you know, we're an L.A. tech company this year. I'm the entrepreneur in residence for the city of L.A. So I work with Mayor Garcetti in his office and a lot of companies. And I think you can take a look at a lot of the successful companies in Los Angeles, whether it's, you know, um, Dollar Shave Club or Honest Company or dog vacay, or certainly you know, the last company I had that I sold to Intuit, Stock, And a, a big focus is on being transparent. You know, that doesn't always necessarily mean people know exactly what everybody else is getting paid. You know, there are certain companies like Buffer that publish publicly each employee gets paid. That's not what we do. We try to make sure people understand what their market value is. So we anonymize the data. But I think that's a company's decision. And there's certainly benefits and, you know, some challenges with that also. But I think the more transparent organization you have and transparency is not just around culture, you know, it's, you know, you take a startup, for example, a lot of times employees don't know whether their company's solvent or not, or whether it's really doing well or not. And I think to be open and transparent about the company's financial performance, to talk about, you know, what's going well and what needs to get improved, to talk about the leadership's thought process and not keep that something that's, you know, just a conversation for executive team members. All those things are just as important. You know, when you ask folks, what's most important to you about work? They often don't list comp as the number one thing. And so I think, you know, our professional careers are made up of a lot of different components and what we get paid is a big part of it, but it's not the only part. So you said the, the trend is definitely there that companies are definitely getting more transparent about how how they're paying, not necessarily publishing who gets paid what. And there's probably pros and cons to that, as you suggested. But do you think why companies maybe haven't gone that route is because of they don't know how to publish it or how to communicate that throughout their organization? Well, I think, it, you know, making public what every single employee makes at the company is something a you probably have to do from the beginning of the company and you also have yeah. to do it with the buy-in of everybody during the hiring process i mean that's significantly enough different than the way you know every other organization works that i think to do that you really have to have the buy-in of all of your team members and all of your new team members right so I think probably a big part of the hiring process would be letting people know that that's your culture and making sure that that's where they want to be. And so, you know, I'm 
I, I'm neutral about whether companies should or shouldn't be doing that. That's not our thesis. But what we basically think is if you're working at a company and you work in marketing or engineering or sales or product, you shouldn't be in the dark around what people like you in a very similar situation get paid. And companies shouldn't want to keep you in the dark either because it goes both ways. You know, sometimes you think like, oh, employees are just going to use us to always ask for a raise. Well, sometimes they find out they're actually overall paid, you know, above market or at market when they feel like they're not. And so I think everybody understanding a level playing field. And by the way, there's always going to be people that, you know, have to get paid less than average. You know, there wouldn't be an average, you know, unless everybody got paid the exact same amount, which will never happen. There's always going to be people above or below. And sometimes people choose trade-offs to get paid, you know, cash comp below market because they're getting great benefits or they're getting career advancement or because they have a title or because they're just happy with where they're at and they're comfortable and they don't want to move. And I think what's important to understand is that cash comp isn't and shouldn't be the only deciding factor. And I'll give you the best example. You know, when you start off early in your career, and I give this advice to every young professional I know, you know, when you're in your early 20s, in my opinion, one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is optimize for every last dime of salary. So let's say you could be making $75,000 somewhere, but you know, another organization is offering you 65,000, but it's a company that you're going to learn a lot more at, that you're going to get more responsibility, that you're going to have more opportunity for growth and more opportunity for salary increases over the next two years. It would be penny wise and pound foolish to take the first option because that extra $10,000 a year in many cases, unless there's some really extraordinary circumstance like a family hardship or, or health condition, really isn't going to make any meaningful difference in your day-to-day -day life. But if that second opportunity could put you in a position to be making $130,000 in two years and to completely change your career trajectory, then you know you would be really unwise to pass up on it. And I, that's what I see a lot of people do. And so our point of view isn't that people should always just be getting paid the most or they should only focus on comp. We just believe that by having transparent compensation and transparent cultures, it evens the playing field for both employees and employers, and they can mutually make the decisions that are in both of their best interests. And I think that's a great point. I mean, people put so much emphasis on just the total cash compensation and stack that up against what other people like them are making. But your your point, and it sounds like your tool comparably has a lot of that culture information in it, like professional development and, and all these other unique flexible benefits that, you know, are not factored into the total cash. So it sounds like, I mean, you've had a lot of success in, in having the culture piece in addition to the cash compensation and people are really evaluating what's in their best interest. Absolutely. Again, you know, the what you can do is if you go to comparably.com today as somebody working at a company, you can immediately see how much people like you are getting paid. And especially if you work in tech, you know, we can break down that data by the number of years experience, company size, how much money a company's raised, the gender of the candidate, the ethnicity of the candidate, location. And we even will let you know how much people like you are getting paid in equity compensation, which is ridiculously hard data to find. Then what you can do is you can also start researching companies. So you can look at your own company, but you can look at other companies in your city and all across the United States and see how those employees are rating their companies. And so we have a really thoughtful product experience that focuses around structured data. And you can see what the leadership team and what the, how people rate their compensation and perks and benefits and the office culture at all these different organizations. And also see written reviews about what people think and see how that company benchmarks and compares to other folks. 
And then the last thing you can do is whether you're actively looking for a job or whether you just want to see what might be a great fit for you, you can create an anonymous work profile. Your identity, personal identity is completely protected and you can list what your dream job is on Comparably. You put in a couple bits of structured data and then we start looking for companies that would want to hire you and make those matches and you can get even more matches by coming in and, and you don't actually apply to jobs, but you apply to companies. So you could say, oh, I'd love to work at Google or Snapchat or Dollar Shave Club or PepsiCo. And what we do is we help match those employees to employers. And so employers see your anonymous profile. And if they think that you they'd be a good fit, you know, they get matched with you. And then you get an opportunity to come in and meet the company and interview with them. So, you know, we think that we're doing something pretty different and unique to help monitor the job market for tons of folks around the best careers, compensation and culture. And then we help organizations understand compensation in their own culture and find these great candidates. It really sounds like you're streamlining a lot of the recruiting and hiring process through this information too. I mean, is that in your experience, is that what employers are in, and people and candidates are really feeling by using your tool? In part, yeah. I mean, we think that there is a better way to find your dream career. You know, I think it's an antiquated old way of doing things where, you know, the only way you can find a job is by combing through job listings. And, you know, 30 years ago, you did it through newspapers and today you do it online. But it's, you know, what you do today online is still primarily based off of 200, 300 year old model of having classifieds and publications. <laughs> and I think that there's just a better way. And that better way is that there should be a more easy, seamless way to connect great employees and great employers to each other with less hassle, friction, and frustration on both sides, and to help find the best talent, find the best companies. And that's a big part of what we're going to be solving over the next couple of years. Jason, I imagine with your tool, you just have such a unique technology platform that you're collecting so much data, probably almost better than the government collects in the census data occasionally. What is the data telling you about, I mean, we hear gender pay gaps and, and all sorts of unique things that are in headlines nowadays. What What is some of the, the data telling you? I think it gets, you see a lot of confirmation of, you know, those stats. So, you know, our own data shows that there definitely is a gender pay gap, especially in tech. Mm. You know, we have a lot of statistically significant data. We can say that there's all sorts of reasons for that. But the data shows, you know, that women often in many roles are underpaid 5, 10, 15, 20 percent than their male counterparts. Now, what's interesting is that we break that data down by departments. So we try to look at it at a really specific level. Um, so, for example, often women who work in admin roles are actually paid higher than their male counterparts. But if you look at other departments like sales or business development, they're getting paid meaningfully less. So that's one. You know, the other thing is that we do all these culture surveys. Um, so if you go to comparably.com, you click on culture in our header, you can get access to dozens of surveys we've done that thousands and thousands of employees have participated in. So some of the most statistically significant data on what's happening around work culture. You know, and for example, we ask, have you ever been sexually harassed at work? And, you know, within the tech industry, you see 20 plus percent of women mm -hmm. saying that they have and only 6% of men. And then we break that data down again by ethnicity and age and what department you're in. And so what we're really trying to do is just take an empirical look at what's happening around workplace compensation and culture, make it dramatically more transparent. And, and that's a big part of what I think that we do to help both employees and employers. So if employers are looking to really kind of take the next steps in, in terms of transparency around 
pay or on benefits or on their culture. What are some of those next steps that can take, especially if they're, you know, small, they're not a huge tech industry type uh, employer and they, they just don't have a ton of resources. What What's kind of a, a good first step for them? Well, I mean, that's why we created our product. You know, you can go to comparably.com and as an employer, get access to all of our free tools. And you can get access to our compensation database. You can get access to see how other company cultures rate and how you compare to them. You know, and I would say the biggest thing, especially when you're a smaller company, is just start with communication and start with transparency. And every company will make a decision for what's best for them around how transparent they want to be. You know, but a, a really important thing for me, and, you know, I started this company, my last company, DocStock, in 2007. I sold it in 2013 to Intuit. We became the biggest content site for small businesses. We had 50 million registered users when we sold the company to Intuit. And I would get together with the team, our entire team, even when we were as big as 70 folks, every Wednesday and we talk about how much cash exactly we had in the bank, what our revenue numbers were, what was going well in the company, what wasn't going well. And it, they weren't always easy conversations to have because it's never fun to talk about things that aren't going well. But my belief was that if we're a transparent organization and people always know where we stand, and if we hire the right folks, it will build more ownership and accountability. Instead of people feeling like, oh, I'm just doing these specific tasks, they should all feel responsible and part of the overall goals of the company. And especially, you know, since everyone in the company had stock options, they were all owners. And that was the mentality I would try to build. I often and, you know, I give this talk for a couple years now, and I've written an article, which is how at any level you are at the company, come in and think and act like the CEO. If you were the CEO, how would you carry yourself? What kind of decisions would you make? How would you interact with people? And that's both going to make you dramatically more effective at your job, but it's also going to help you understand how you can best help the company overall and give you more understanding and empathy for everybody in the organization. And so I think, you know, to your point, you know, smaller companies that don't necessarily have, you know, an HR leader or access to all these training and resources, it's pretty simple. It starts by over communicating and being as transparent as possible about the things that are going great and about the things that need to improve. Well, I think you're in a great space. I mean, everything I hear is people are struggling with compensation. They're, they want to learn how to develop their culture. And I think you brought up a really good point a second ago, and it's providing information and data around comp, culture, benefits, it gives employees a sense of ownership in their role. And I think they're more likely to develop. So I love what you're doing. If you're going to look at your business and just the kind of the landscape of the sector you're in, wh where do you see this going in the next two to three years? Again, our goal is to be the brand and product that monitors the job market for millions of employees around finding them the best careers, giving them access to great data around compensation and seeing what it's like to work in different companies. And then, you know, we'll really build a business around offering paid solutions to employers, which today are 100% free. So I think if we're successful at keeping doing what we've done over the first year, which is engaging tons of employees and tons of employers and providing them with really unique insights and helping them get connected to each other, then I think we'll be achieving our goals over the next two or three years. Jason Nazar, CEO of Comparably, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Really appreciate the, the wisdom that you have. This is very, very good information. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Keep up the great work. Thanks for listening to the Human Resources for Small Business podcast. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our blog at www.zeniumhr.com forward slash blog and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, 
and LinkedIn to hear about the latest in HR and leadership. The information on today's episode is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as legal or customized advice for you or your organization. This podcast is hosted and fully produced by Brandon Laws, that's me, and created and owned by Zenium Resources, Inc. For more information or to contact us, visit www.zeniumhr.com.